0: Welcome to Accounting Insider. I'm Andrew Montesi with Kim Nitschke, and Kim, we've just had a brief discussion about this episode. I've got no idea where it's going to go, to be honest. <laughs> but let's start by talking about some of your uh, the revelations that you've had about social media. So, uh,
1: I love social media, and I'm I love where it's going. And I'm, I mean, this po- podcast is very much a part of that. Our website, blogs, um, Facebook posts, all of that stuff is just uh, really building brand and image for us. Um, What I've learned is that it's basically all free, which is amazing. So the traditional advertising model is out the window. So where people are spending hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on TV, getting corporate box tickets, all that, that's old hat. Mm. The new model is free, but there is a lot of competition. A lot of people are getting onto it. But what I'm finding is that where you have a lot of fresh thought and new ideas which are um, quite outside the box, you're actually given a lot of um, weight as a result of coming forward and putting them on the table, Mm. right? So reflecting on that, what I'm finding is that um, that's now rolling through my whole practice where... You know, 20 years ago when I was out in practice, I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna be over-service my clients as soon as they send me, a, I don't know whether we had text back then, but as soon as they ring me, I'll ring them straight back with an answer. I'll get mm. back to them and they'll think I'm very efficient. Now, what I'm finding is that I'm slowing down my responses. You know, if someone rings me, I'm not ringing them straight back. If someone texts me, I'm not sending a knee-jerk text back. I'm actually reflecting on it and thinking, okay, some of the time they're offensive texts. I know it's funny, and I get so worked up and I want to shoot an email, a text straight back. You know, not very often, but that does happen with emails and, and texts. But when you actually sit back and reflect on it and consider it in context,
0: mm.
1: consider that their perspective and where they're coming from, I find that if I send an answer like minimum one, maximum sort of three hours later, I come up with a completely different response to that one that first came to mind when I first got it, Hmm. right? And I'm finding that that's starting to set me apart from other people.
0: Yeah. What? So do you let them know that you've received it or do you just just let them sit? It just sits,
1: yeah. And there's also a benefit for doing that with phone calls too because some people just like a chat. Yeah. (laughs) And we have, in our busy world, we don't have time to just sit around and chat. So it's often better if they go, you know, I don't pick up the call, they go and find the answer another way and I ring them back that afternoon or later that morning and I said, no, 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 it's all solved anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, So I've just saved myself some time. So what would have been a half-hour chat is a two-minute chat. What about new leads though? Yeah, so new leads are the exception to the rule, right? As soon as they come into the office on email, mainly phone calls I guess, I have to ring them back within an hour. Aim for half an hour Mm -hmm. because if you consider the mindset – if you ring them back at the end of the day, these people that are wanting to change accounts, they want investment advice, they want whatever, they've usually got a couple of options. They'll ring me, then they'll ring my competitor. right? If my competitor picks up or gets back to them before I do, they may have already locked in an appointment. Mm-hmm. right? And because they're the lifeblood of my business, I've told everyone in the office, as soon as we get a new inquiry, we've got to jump on it straight away. If someone gives me a referral during an appointment I make it my business that I've followed up or rung that new person before they drive out the driveway, mm. right, because it's so important. Yeah. Okay. Right? So that that's the two extremes there. That's what I'm learning.
0: And has it been effective?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I get a whisper. I, I thought in the old days that you don't want to be too pushy. You don't want to, um, you know, uh, you know, make it look, be cool, be relaxed, you know, ring him a week later. It's too late. These people, if they've got an issue, they want a re- resolution straight away.
0: Can we kind of go back a bit to social media? Because mm. I feel like we just, well, I started the <laughs> episode talking about social media. We've completely gone off it straight away. Oh, okay, so the social media. Because your point was, yes, it's free, technically free, mm. um, but what you're doing is investing in quality content.
1: Exactly. Exactly, quality content, and it's the thought behind all of that that makes it special, mm. not the money you're spending on it. It doesn't matter what platform it's being delivered in. You know, it doesn't really matter what your website looks like, what your blog, if you have got... Yeah, I mean, it, it does help, but it's, it's people are after that. When they're searching the terms and searching your blogs, they want really
0: thought-provoking insight into their situation. But also what you've done, you've invested in unique channels. So you do the, like, you do blogging, which a lot Mm. of people do. Um, You know, you're on the mainstream social media platforms, which a lot of people do, but you've really invested more heavily in podcasting, which Mm. not everyone's doing. And you've also got a Facebook group, right? Yes. Are we going to talk about that? No, tell me about that. Okay, right. While we're talking about social media. Okay,
1: so social media. So um, I, um, let's go back to... um, I think we touched briefly on my electric skateboard yeah, we that did. I bought. Yes, can't remember which episode, but it was fairly recent. Okay, um, my fifteen hundred dollar electric secondhand skateboard, which is made in California. It's called the Boosted Board. So, I was searching night and day on eBay and Gumtree for this. Particular skateboard. I'd been watching Casey Neistat's YouTube videos and was hooked on that. And then I thought that the point of difference that he's got to all these other people that I'm watching on YouTube is he rides a skateboard to work every day. So I thought, I've got to have that skateboard. And he would rave about it and he'd test other, he'd review all these other skateboards because he became the skateboard guru. But nothing measured up to the boosted board. So I was checking eBay and Gumtree. Nothing came up. One came up finally after like six months of searching on a daily basis. And it was The the reserve price was like $900 and it had a week to run, no bids. I'm thinking halfway into the week, yes, I've got this in the bag. It disappeared off eBay. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Something I've been looking forward to for so long is gone. What do I do? I sent a message to the seller. I said, hey, is it still for sale? Why did you rip it off? And he said, I sold it through my Facebook group. And like for someone who'd been avoiding Facebook for years and years and years, I'm thinking, hang on. What's all this about? So I asked him for the link. He sent me a link and it was boosted board, buy and sell, right?
0: Yeah, we talked, we talk, that's, and that's what got you into Facebook group.
1: So it got me into Facebook. Yeah. So th- but what this is leading into is I thought, okay, well, how do I use that for my own advantage? And um, so where I'm going with all this is I love Porsches,
0: I like the way you deliver. that. <laughs> We're go with this. I love Porsches. I do too, mate. I like old Porsches. Yeah, okay. Right. The,
1: the accountant's perfect model of motoring is that you drive this amazing car that when you get out at a party, everyone goes, oh, wow, this is awesome, or Kim's here because his Porsche's parked out the front and all that. I love all that. Anyway. I'm trying to get an old one because I read an article ages ago about this lady who lived in this house that looked like a spaceship and she'd had 36 old Porsches and she'd made money on every one and that was a light bulb moment for me. I thought, wow, I could have these amazing cars, make money on them, drive them around, get historic registration. But you know
0: that's how Jerry Seinfeld has made like a ridiculous amount of dough. No. Through... Old cars, making money, like investing in cars. Serious. Yeah, look it up. Okay. Well, you can see where this is going. Like, the world has gone nuts
1: over Porsche 911s, 1970 and 1980s, right? Ten years ago, they were 20 grand. Now, they're 120 grand and you just can't get them. The, the specific ones you want are the Australian-delivered matching numbers. Now, I don't know what that means, I think that means all the panels are stamped with the VIN of the car or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so again, I'm thinking if I can get one of these, I don't have the money to put into it, but I can justify it on the basis that it's going up in value. Yeah. yeah. So it's not costing me anything to drop. And then with a historic registration, instead of spending eight hundred dollars a year, if you join the member become a member of the Porsche Club, the registration is hundred bucks a year. Mm. Right. So it's win-win on all these different fronts. If I can get a car at the right price, I'm going to make money on it. It's all coming together, right? Anyway, these cars don't come up that often. Again, checking Gumtree, eBay, nothing. So I thought, I wonder if there's a Porsche 911 buy-sell group on Facebook. Looked it up. There wasn't. There was like one for parts or something. So I, I went to my receptionist who's the social media queen, and I said, look, I've got this idea. Can you set this up for me? How long would it take all this rah-rah-rah? She goes, yep, no worries, I can do that. And I can write a post about why we're doing it and all that. So, like, no joke, would have taken her one to two hours, mm-hmm. right? Consider her hourly rate. Mm-hmm. We're looking at... bucks. 10 bucks. <laughs> 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 um, so, for... Under 100 bucks, it's up and running. Yeah. Right?
0: You got any members yet?
1: Well, I had to join up 50 friends, right?
0: Yeah, I thought I've got a request from <laughs> you. And I'm like, I would love a 911, but give me a few years and then I'll join your group. <laughs> well, that's what everyone thought. So <laughs> I joined up 50 friends and then
1: one of my friends, like he is the quintessential Aussie who drives a V8 Holden, right? He actually drives a V8 Valiant, <laughs> yeah. right? And I thought he's, he's probably going to give me a bit of sh- shit over putting mm. him up in the group because he wouldn't want one and all that. Anyway, so I join up the 50 and, you know, I'm getting some likes and all that. And then my clever receptionist posts it on some other Facebook group sites. And all of a sudden I've got the flood of people coming in, right? Mm. But going back to my 50 that I originally signed up, this guy, my mate, the Aussie, he contacts me with a text and he goes, oh, that photo that you put on your Facebook group, my mate's got one of those cars sitting in the shed and he wants to sell it. And I'm thinking, oh, I, I could not believe it. Like, I just was dumbfounded. So anyway, I said, well, can you send me his details? He said, not sure how much he wants for it. He wants to take the money and um, spend it on his Valiant." restoration and I'm thinking are you nuts <laughs> I, I mean everyone's interested in different things but so I've got the photos I've got the price I've sent it around to a few mates and I've said is this of good value and they've said grab it do not hesitate that is a steal 65,000 for a red 9 1983 Targa Australian delivered matching numbers all of that anyway, so you bought it I haven't bought it yet because this happened like It's happened so fast and I went snowboarding for three weeks in Japan. So it's sitting in someone's shed that I've got to go and have a look at and he sent me the photos, he sent me his name, he sent me the Mountie once and all of that. So it it looks like it's all ready to roll. It's just that I haven't actually had time to do it yet. (laughs) But that's what's come out of that. Mm. We set it up on the 12th of December. We've now got 600 members. People are posting cars, mainly UK, USA. So it's happening. It's happening. it's it's getting momentum. It's going off, right? Um, this is the bizarre thing. I have to approve the sale posts. Like so, everyone who wants to sell a car around the world on my group it goes through you. Basically, has to get my approval, so I can actually go back to them and say, "Actually, that's really nice. I'm going to actually add that to my collection."
0: <laughs> you, you know, so. This Are you is thinking about how of, you Can monetize it if you can. Well, <laughs> there could be a number of ways that you could get in on these deals potentially by either buying it if you want it, uh, or that's, that's what I'm thinking with a some, sale if it's in Australia. Someone could
1: buy this like Porsche worldwide might just buy this group off me when I get to twenty thousand members, and you know we're getting three or four cars listed a day or car sales. You know, who knows where it's going to becoming a dealership. Yeah, but I'm, I'm passionate about Porsches. I love them. Uh, you know, I'm so excited about the group. I check it overnight with all the requests that come in. It's it's fantastic fun Mm. and I don't have to do anything. It doesn't cost any money Mm. and I'm the controller of it all, you know. I've got people joining from China, you know, you can't even read their names but they've got photos of them in front of their, it looks like what I gather is their collection of 20 Porsches. Mm. You know, just actually associating with these guys is just so exciting and so much fun for me.
0: But on a business level... I've seen there's been a lot of people who've done extremely well by doing exactly what you're doing and building a community around their commercial interest. Mm. And like, you know, Porsche is a passion thing for you. So you're not necessarily thinking about, okay, how much money can I make out of this? But there are people who've done very well by um, being very commercially focused with building a group or a community or a forum and have actually been able to monetize it incredibly well. Well,
1: that will probably all happen. Mm. But for me, um, last episode is about getting something in Town. One of those properties has got a massive warehouse. I wouldn't mind filling it up with these old cars, you know. And, and as my mate said to me, he said, when you retire, Kim, what are you going to do? You want to just tinker around in some old cars? <laughs> I mean, I reckon that'd be great mm. fun. Not that I've got the patience or the time or the, mm. um, to do all that, but I get someone to do it all for me and... What a great little hobby, interest, moneymaker, mm. sideline that would be. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. So that um, – so what I'm getting at is um, it's not too late to move into that space, get creative. If if you are interested in something like that, go for it. Put it up the – set up the site. It's so easy. Um, you'd be amazed at the results that you achieve. You can possibly at some point, if you're interested in it, monetize it down the track,
0: you know. To come back to some of our earlier points though, you said – off the top, it's social media is highly competitive, so you've got to find your own niche, mm. whether it's your own podcast or your own group or um, there are opportunities. you just got to find your own little slot. It, so if there would have been a, a Porsche 911 buy, sell group already
1: on the net, or on Facebook, I wouldn't have set another one up to go into You would have just joined it. <laughs> I would have just joined it. <laughs> right. I would have just – good. And I would have um, maybe saved – this um, whole thing for another platform or, or another idea.
0: Well, I know we had a few other topics, but I think we should save them for our next episode. Is okay. that right? Yeah, sure. Um, absolutely. Is, what, what, how are we running time-wise on this one? Well, I think we're... It's not too late, but I've got somewhere to be, mate. So. <laughs> 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 it's fine. Thanks for listening to Accounting Insider. And to connect with Kim, hit up accountinginsider.net.